With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Community Garden Revolution. My name is Mary Hugel, and it is gorgeous outside here in the Midwest. Of course, we feel sorry for the ones that are there along the East Coast. We're thinking about you on this uh, snow that you're going to be getting. Uh, We had in the Midwest about the same kind of stuff that you're seeing, uh, not as many inches, but below us uh, in Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee area, uh, supposedly I think they're getting about six to eight inches of snow or a, a foot. I'm not sure. Uh, there in the mountains, but uh, it was a big impact area there around Nashville, Tennessee. So we feel sorry for you on the East Coast. We don't want it. We've got sunshine. It's gorgeous outside. It's a little chilly. Yesterday was windy and chilly, but it was gorgeous sun. And uh, we're hoping that uh, the springtime is coming. Uh, Here in the Midwest, we're starting finally to see some of the uh, trees with the buds on them coming out. Uh, for about a week or so, it's been where they've been kind of nestled there on the trees, but not quite out. But now they're starting to come out, and um, not all the trees, but some of them. And uh, then, of course, we've been getting daffodils in our area, too. Uh, my mom just got a, a bunch of them today from a gentleman that she's having lunch with right now. And um, uh, we always get daffodils from him, um, all kinds of other plants that he uh, cuts off at home and uh, we're so excited about having those on our table it looks fresh it looks very colorful and uh, we're thinking easter that's what we're thinking we're thinking easter and spring so uh, we're very excited we're going to have on the show today uh diane blazik who is the executive director of the national garden bureau and all america selections and she went last week to the chicago flower and garden show and she's going to tell us the theme that they had and uh, what the title was, and then also what she saw as possible trends or happenings or, you know, kind of give the pulse of what's going on. So we've got a lot of information that's going to be out today on the show. So uh, do stay with us, and we appreciate your time today in uh, being with us. Now, also, last week I told you that we went by the Lowe's Home Improvement in our town, and uh, we just run an errand, and um, we went by there also. They were just getting out some of their plants. Well, now since we've had our little snow, it was like a slush snow is what it was, very heavy. Uh, we didn't get too much. We They said one to three inches, but uh, I think it was just enough to cover the cars a bit and, and uh, some of the grass. Uh, the sidewalks for sure were bad. So fortunately, the night before, I went ahead and cleared off a little bit of the sidewalk area where we are. But um, and it made a big difference, too, in the morning. But anyway, um, after that was done... <laughs> Then uh, the uh, the weather got a, a little bit you know gloomy and a lot of rain and we had flooding of course in our area and uh, then uh, it's gotten to the point now where all the plants are out of uh, at Lowe's now see they do that because Easter's coming and that's a big time for them to sell a lot of plants so uh, we were very pleased to see uh, the carts from the back of the store you know where they have the big uh, open area and they bring it in just like a lot of other chain stores. 
And so they were bringing out the flowers, and it was so fun to see all the neat colors that were out, all the neat varieties. Um, it was just so cool to see that spring is finally coming back. So um, we hope that that holds out. Um, again, it's very sunny here, but, of course, our East Coast friends are getting a lot of snow right now. Uh, it's the fourth Northeaster that has happened, and it's happened within a month's time. My goodness. So um, hang on to your hats. But we've been very fortunate and blessed in our area. We've just mainly had, uh, you know, slight snow and some ice, but uh, we were able to get through it. And uh, fortunately, our drivers are, are doing a lot better now. And uh, the first snow, we had the least amount of accidents we've ever had in a snow situation. So that's great. But um, in our area in the Midwest, we just don't like snow. <laughs> we like it to fall down. We like to sit on the ground for a second and go. So, uh, but we're excited. I, I, I know you can hear it in my voice. Uh, it's just it's a fun time of the year. Uh, my mother, uh, on some of her uh, ideas for planting, uh, she's changed around the ideas again. So uh, who knows what we're planting? But uh, we are planting some of the standards, the same old, same old the old things that are the basics. But once in a while, we like to zip it up and, um, you know, test out things or try something new and different. And, uh, again, mom's decided to change her mind on, on what we're doing with that, too. <laughs> which a lady can do a lady has a priority we want to say congratulations to the uh, usda and all those farmers out there last week was ag day uh in our nation and uh, so uh, secretary sonny purdue uh was celebrating that and also with the vice president uh pence and uh, that was natural uh i'm sorry national agricultural day proclamation is what he did and um, we are so proud of what the farmers do and all the new things that they are uh, coming out with, ways to grow food. They are having to change. It's part of it. Uh, it's a new generation that they're trying to bring in and, of course, the ex-military uh, folks to give them jobs so we can fill in the slots for having more farmers. And uh, they are seeing a lot of changes in their system with producers, ranchers, the foresters for sure. Um, it's everybody together that pitches in to make a part of our agriculture. So uh, there are changes on the horizon. This uh, particular uh, Secretary Sonny Purdue for the uh, Ag Department is really on fire, and I think you're going to see a lot more changes this year than you did last year. Last year we were just trying to get up running and get the import-export situation taken care of better, and uh, they are starting to see huge gains in that. That's great. Uh, and then working deals with nations that have caused problems in the past. So uh, it's about change and trying to get ahead of what's happening uh, in the food system, and that's very important. Uh, also remember to put your calendar, I'll talk about a little bit later on in the show, uh, about the American Community Gardening Association uh, with their event that's going to be September 13th through the 16th. Uh, that is their annual conference that they're going to be having, and they always have a great showing at that. And uh, we'll give you ticket information and other information, too, about how you can get involved. So uh, we'll be back, and we'll soon be listening to some information uh, from uh, the – Diane Blasick uh, of the All America Solutions. I'm sorry, I'm on fire today. We've had so many visitors today, and I got more coming. And someone wants to talk to me about a contract, they say, so uh, about her situation. But uh, Diane Blasick, the executive director of the Na National Garden Bureau and All America Selections, she's going to be with us here in a moment. So hold tight. You're listening to Community Garden Revolution. My name is Mary Huckel. <laughs> Thank you. 
to Community Garden Revolution. My name is Mary Huckel, and we're just going to get right to it. We've got online the uh, Executive Director of the National Garden Bureau and All-America Selections, Diane Blasick, and she's going to tell us about what she was doing last last week. Uh, she was at a great flower and garden show there in Chicago. Hello, Diane. What's the scoop? Hi. Well, it was kind of good to play hooky for a day and go to see flowers <laughs> at a show. That's what it was, folks. She she saw a neat stand along the street there on Michigan Avenue and decided she was going to be eating something from the stand or the fruit uh, the uh, uh, what's it, what do they call the food trucks? And uh, of course they wouldn't have a food truck on Michigan Avenue. But uh, she was that's where she was, folks. That's really where she was. So did they have this flower and garden show at McCormick Center? Was it Navy Pier? Where was it? It's at Navy Pier, and yeah, I don't know the exact number of years, but it's been at Navy Pier for quite a while. I've been going for at least 10 years, and I've always seen it at Navy Pier. There was a little bit of time it um, hopped out to the suburbs for a while, but before that it was downtown also. So it's got a nice long history of being right in the city. Oh, I'll be darned. That's great. That's a great place to go. Uh, I've not been to Navy Pier, and my mom has, and she really likes it. But um, all righty, gal. So what was the uh, the theme of this year's event, and what did you see that maybe was kind of interesting or kind of like the trends or what you kind of see that could be the trends? Well, um, this is this is very interesting as far as what the theme was this year because I think a lot of gardeners also love to read, and the theme was called Flower Tales, T-A-L-E-S, Every Garden Has a Story to Tell. So they worked in partnership cool. with – I know, it was a really cool theme. I loved it. Um, so they worked with um, a local book bank that serves low-income neighborhoods, children who, you know, don't have access to books. And the Chicago Flower and Garden Show always has a a partner where they donate proceeds to. And so it's called mm. Birdie's Book Bank. And so the, this book bank has a grand goal of contributing or donating about – was it three million books this year? I want to. I want to say that that. Yeah, the number was really high, and so Goodness. that was good. And then what went along with it is, you know, you think of all these mini children's books or even adult books, and they a lot of them have gardening themes. So a lot of the displays worked with different um, stories and different themes uh, to build their garden. Like there was a Harry Potter tablescape. There was a Chronicles of Narnia. Um, you know, I could just go on and on. And it was it was amazing to see the interpretations via gardens of a lot of these books. Cool. That is a superb thing. And how well did that go over with people? And were they excited more about uh, possibly going to books to read uh, about gardening or the stories or whatever, or even the pictures? Because I've done a picture book before of different nations, uh, of their flower gardens, and uh, it was really cool. And I also had about six former presidents that I could use the presidential libraries. Uh, now, Lady Bird, um, her garden, oh, the Lady Bird's uh, garden thing there in Texas, uh, I asked for permission, but they had like, I think it was like 10,000 pictures <laughs> that you could use that it was public domain or something of that sort is what they called it. And I was like, I didn't even know they had that. <laughs> I went ahead and was graciously asking people, can I use your pictures? <laughs> so, 
So how is it that there? How what do you see that the excitement is about uh, more books or learning? Because uh, with people going to computers and so like that, they are not paying too much attention to books. So maybe this is a way as they were trying to curb that and uh, introduce more yeah. books to people. Yeah, that that I think you bring up an excellent point. That might have been kind of a subtle theme of it too, because you know in the gardening industry we're saying get off your phone and get in the garden. So that's why I'm saying I think there is a connection with people who like to read and people who like to garden. And I mean I came back so impressed that we did a blog topic on it on our National Garden Bureau website, and we went through and we just put a bunch of pictures there and showed how. Um, each one of these garden designers were interpreting the theme or carrying out, you know, a whole book topic or, oh, cool. you know, whatever you have. So yeah, they had so like, we, we did, like different designers give you kind of ideas of what you could do with gardens yeah, or the colors yeah. or textures or something. And it's great because it's indoor gardens and outdoor gardens. Um, and indoor gardens could have been, you know, some houseplants or cut flowers. They had a lot of tablescapes. Um, there was a Beauty and the Beast tablescape, so they had the big black chairs and all the red roses around it. The Alice in, in Wonderland had a bunch of tulips on the table and um, little teacups filled with various types of decorated cookies. There was one garden where they had metal flowers and then actual books were on a metal stake, and those looked like the leaves. Um, oh. it, it, was, it was just amazing to see all the different oh, things. Is, that is so cool. That is so cool. I mean, at least they're trying to integrate, you know, different kinds of media forms and whatever, because you all have a lot of literary agents up there, and maybe they're trying to also keep that business going. But um, I remember years ago, and I don't know what the people do now, but uh, years ago, uh, coffee tables would often have – uh, the books of, you know, different flowers and gardens and that kind of thing. And it was just part of what you had if you had a parlor, if you had a, a nice uh, living room area for, you know, to, to meet and greet people, that kind of thing or whatever. So, uh, but again, I don't know what they, people do in today's world, but because but, uh, everything is changing. You know, say it's not like what we all grew up with. It's not a lot what's going on. So, but uh, we have the same friends are still alive, so you have to kind of live our life, you know, <laughs> what's going on. But um, uh, what do you see as far as any kind of trends or changes from last year, or do you see any more, or do you feel that it's uh, like colors that's really popular this year, or what do you, what do you see that's going to be well, for yeah, this year? it's um, you know, the Pantone color is purple, but did I see a lot of purple at the show? Not necessarily. Um, I think a lot of people are like me, and they're, and they're like, if you like this color, use it in the garden. So there, I did not see, maybe I didn't have my eyes open, but I did not see one specific color trend. You know, they always have a tulip garden. They had a big area of hyacinths, which just smelled wonderful. Uh, they had a children's <laughs> garden. Uh, they had an area where they feature uh, local artists, and it's all by females. There's another area that focuses on photography in the garden. So what I really liked is that it wasn't just one part about gardening. If you're interested in cut flowers, there's something for you. If you're interested in window boxes, there's something for you. If you want to garden through the lens of your camera, there was something for you. If you want to cook and you're all about culinary gardening, they had a big stage where they have chefs 
that come and different demonstrate different dishes. Uh, the cake decorating, you know, they have decorated cakes around for part of the show, as long as the cake will hold up, you know, in, in, in temperatures right. like that. Right, and the edible flowers, um, did they use edible flowers then on those? There was, there was a few, I think a couple of the tablescapes had them included, and a couple of the chefs used them also. Um, so, yeah, you know, that's, I'm not going to call that a trend because I think that's that's here to stay. Um, the use of foliage, oh, been, it was back in the '70s that was real yeah. big. Uh, <laughs> yeah. when, uh, Snooks there in St. Louis. Uh, we have a few stores here from, and they were uh, kind enough to put little containers of different edible flowers. And I can't remember if they told us, um, you know, what they what they were or whatever, but I think they did. And that was real popular back in the '70s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I would say that here. It's, it's back. You know, just like foliage, just Good. like macrame hangers, macrame hangers. I mean, those are all over the place. And I made those in high school, so they're really oh. popular again. <laughs> yeah, um, they were. You know, they were. Yeah. Yeah, so oh, what's, what's old is new again. It's kind of interesting on that part, but uh, uh, again, we we don't know how to balance the two situations. You've got today's world going on, and then you've got you know what we all grew up with, and it's tight. It's tight as far as I figuring out. Okay, now this is really how we like to see it done, but you know they're doing it this way. So, but uh, all right. So then, some of the vendors that you got to talk with, did you hear any kind of a, a, a information through the nation about uh, people who were uh, more active and wanting to grow more flowers or wanting to do more gardening displays or, or where when we grew up again there are more garden displays it seemed like you know or more garden uh, landscaping uh, the landscaping of today in our area is a little different it's got a lot more rocks and and uh, uh, pebbles and that kind of thing to cover the the grass kind of thing uh, and water features they're adding a lot more water features did you see any kind of differences uh, from last year to this year on something like that um, not really. I apologize. I apologize. It's it's the, the operator. It's me. Go ahead. Um, I was going to say. She's the operator. Yeah. Aquascapes um, always has a big feature there to show different types of water features in your garden. Um, you know, a lot of the landscape contractors put up displays, and they have retaining walls and pa- paper patios. So that's always part of it. Um, and then you just throw in different things, and you've got a lot of different breeders. I know Suntory was there with their Sinetis, and Proven Winners was there with a display. Um, I can't even remember. Oh, good. A couple, a couple of the local gardens centers had displays so it was it was huge i mean there was there was a market that was selling bulbs and and live plants uh there was somebody selling cut flowers it's it, again i really liked how broad it was because you know were people coming there and trying to figure out how to garden some of them were some of them had never touched a flower um the on friday there was a bunch of school groups there so bringing in the kids there's a chicago high school group that did a huge display they had um the chronicles of narnia as a display <laughs> they actually wow. had a, they had a kid dressed up as the um part man part goat you know character i can't even remember what he was called <laughs> in the book um, um, and he was just standing there with a big smile on his face. It was adorable. But, um, yeah, it was it was something for everybody. And so, you know, like, was there an overwhelming theme of, oh, we're looking for this? It was – there were so many people that attended that I think somebody was looking for something different. Wow, wow. Uh, I think uh, Proven Winner sends Alan P. Smith usually to that one. They have their different shows that they send, their, you know, um, Alan at. And I think during the wintertime, I think that's one of the ones, the uh, top ones on, on his list, I think. Uh, to be like a speaker or whatever. 
Yeah, I'm so looking at the on, list of speakers, and there's there's a huge number of speakers too. And you know, if there's trends here, um, of course, a lot of people talk about pollinators. Um, there were just yeah. as many people talking about ornamentals as edibles, indoor versus outdoor. Uh, yeah, so there was a lot of variety with the speakers too, and I think they were very well attended. There was one that I was at on Thursday, and it was standing room only. Oh, my lads. Oh, isn't that exciting, though, because people are getting back to the basics, and I think that's wonderful. I don't know what we'll Mm -hmm. see or not see on that score because different generations, but uh, I think it's great that people are doing that in many ways of their lives because we just have to say, wait a minute, let's reset here. (laughs) Let's reset. (laughs) Oh, I mean, lands. So um, on your uh, on your side of things and whatever, um, are you already hearing excitement about any kind of? Uh, I was asking about the trends because usually the first part of the spring or whatever you start seeing the trend, and then the rest of the season it seems like it just carries through. So, do you see anything about new products that people were buzzing about, or new ideas of how to grow things that maybe uh, there's a tip or an idea that someone could have, or what, what you what you hear? You know, one of the things that is kind of sticking in my mind, and it's funny how you're talking about, oh, you know, this was a trend when you were little, and and I did the same thing when I was like in high school. I was drying cut flowers just at home, you know, and I think I used kitty litter back then. I'm not even sure what what I was huh. using. But these days, a lot more people are interested in locally grown and what's better than growing it in your own backyard. So we're seeing a huge interest in, like with our All-America Selections winners, um, huge interest in the ones that they can grow for cut flowers so that they make their own bouquets. And if they choose to dry them, they can do that or they're growing them for their own wedding. So we did a whole blog post on Grow Your Own Wedding Flowers. So to me, that's one of the things that I see that seems quite interesting right now. Wow, that's very interesting because a lot of this stuff, like you say, you know, the macrame and so on, that you know, we take for granted that it should always be here, but it's not. And the edible flower thing situation, I remember that really big in the late seventies, mid to late seventies, and then it kind of petered off, I think, for a little bit, and it's harder to find. But now there's some other stores that have that. But um, those are really great around wedding times. Uh, and they're edible flowers, and uh, I even did that a few times. Uh, I had my parents eat it, of course. <laughs> they kind of looked at me like, mm-hmm. But they went ahead and ate it. <laughs> it looks good on cake or cupcakes. <laughs> so uh, the the people that, when they wanted to do their own, um, again, uh, we of course, we've been around people growing their own stuff for years, so it's just natural for us. But uh, do you see uh, the younger generation trying to say, hey, you know, uh, that might be something that we could do uh, to make it look like we're homey or have you know good home atmosphere or whatever are you seeing that that age group is even changing their tunes a little bit and realizing that hey that might be uh, good for the soul uh, good to grow something or good for your um, your mental uh, not your mental necessarily but uh, that your psychic your, your psychology uh, that you're able to grow something and nurture it to make it look yeah. really super are you seeing that yeah. group doing anything yeah, I think that's where the big explosion really is. It's not necessarily people like me who are reverting back to their teenage years. I do think it's that younger generation, the 20s, early 30s, where they're very concerned about the environment. They want to know what kind of carbon footprint is. So instead of 
buying flowers that they know have been imported from South America, they're going to grow their own. And then as far as, you know, from economic standpoint of, well, we're getting married and, you know, we really want to have some flowers, but our budget won't allow for this. So I'm going to make my own bouquets or my own centerpieces. So, yeah, I think for all the reasons you named, plus a few, that, yeah, we're getting the younger generation to to do that. Oh, good. I hope they start growing some more vegetables, too, fruits and vegetables. Uh, the medical uh, arena, thank goodness, thank goodness, is finally coming around um, to uh, push you know people eating more fruits and vegetables. Uh, so that's exciting, and I think that's going to be exciting for the next few years on that part. Um, the uh, American Community Gardening Association, they're going to have their um, big conference uh, in Atlanta, and they're going to talk about ag is what they're going to do, uh, that's September 13th through the 16th. And, uh, you know, everybody's trying to go back and show that here's what the small farms do, the urban farms. Here's what the community gardens do and how they interconnect with everybody. And I think that's great. Uh, Food Hubs was about three or four years ago a big trend that was happening that that opened and exploded more. So I'm hoping that people go back more to the basics. We need that so much right now. We just do. I think we've, <laughs> I think we've hit a wall on a lot of things, and we need the basics because that's going to help you make better decisions. I believe, just in mm-hmm. my mind. Right. So, is there anything that you want to continue and tell us about? I'm going to go ahead and uh, roll on to the American Community Gardening Association and their event because I told people I'd tell them some information about it. And I appreciate your time today. Uh, wow, we went over we went over your ten or twelve minutes, gal. <laughs> my, my apologies, but it was it was great information, and we'll just come oh, back in another super. time and talk about more things. Oh, I appreciate it. I really do because I'm familiar with that program that show up there, and because Proven Winners is a part of our magazine, uh, I, I'm familiar just a little bit about, uh, you know, what they do with P. Allen Smith, and, and uh, now they have a girl, uh, Terry, something or other, that I get things there so often from her. But um, uh, it's exciting to see that people are coming back to doing more gardening. Uh, we need the basics, and uh, Lord knows we need the color outside. So, And I know uh, in our area where we are, people like to try out, do each other, you know, with the color or what kind of things you're doing this year, and you know, that kind of stuff. So uh, we go through it, too. <laughs> All right, gal. Well, that, I appreciate your time today. I sure do, and that's Diane Blasick, who is the executive director of the National Garden Bureau and All America Se- uh, Selections. We just do appreciate your time today. Thank you, gal. Thank you so much. <laughs> Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you, ma'am. All right. So we're going to go ahead and tell you the dates again about the American Community Gardening Association. That's going to be September 13th through the 16th, and that's going to be in Atlanta. And it's the um, 39th annual conference that they're going to have. And they're going to have people from local, national, international, and professionals come talk. Also, uh, former past presidents, pres- certain presidents, board members uh, who are all across the nation. They split it up so they're all across the nation. And they're going to be talking about different things. Government officials are, are invited this year. Uh, they've got uh, – they want to use uh, transitioning from community gardens to urban farms, which is correct. That's what's happening a lot. That's real popular right now. Uh, that's a great tool to understand. Uh, feeding the underserved communities, which there's a lot of. Uh, utilizing gardening as a tool. Uh, they also want to talk to local gardeners and also gardeners uh, across the nation to find out what they're going through. So uh, that's a big, big thing happening this year, and they are so excited about being there because that's near where the headquarters is in Georgia. 
So um, that is the American Community Guardian Association, their annual conference. And uh, do look up on the website, and you can get the information there where to get ticket information, hotel stay, the whole thing, uh, because they do get a discount. And they have a big gala event now that they've done the last few years. They now feel that they can do that and shine and really focus on networking with each other. So uh, do check that out. And we were so glad to have uh, Diane with us here today to talk to us about the uh, Chicago Flower and Garden Show that was there last week. And she's the Executive Director of the National Garden Bureau and All-America Selection. So we're just so glad that she uh, took the time to talk to us. Wow, wasn't that great information, folks? Well, you've been listening to uh, the uh, Community Garden Revolution. My name is Mary Huckel, and have a great Community Garden Day. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.